Hello, and welcome to the Art of Spiritual Sleep. My name is Wendy Rosenthal, and I am your co-host alongside Kabbalistic sleep and dream expert, extraordinaire, of course, Mordecai Ballas. Hi, Mordecai. How are you? I'm great, Wendy, and it's great to be in the purple room, as uh, <laughs> it was said, purple room, purple room. Purple room. <laughs> For those of you who can't see, the background is purple. Yes, purple, very, yeah. Very flattering on Mordecai, so... We are very excited to have all of you here today listening to what is a weekly podcast exploring the world of sleep and dreams through the wisdom of the of through the ancient Kabbalistic wisdom. Um, we don't even realize. Uh, I think Mordecai and I are a little shocked every time we start this after our forty-something episode that there is so much wisdom behind how to improve your sleep and dreams. And uh, it's, it's quite endless. And, and every bit of it can help each one of us, all 7.7 billion or however many people there are in the world, elevate our sleep, um, have clearer dreams. And because of that, have more elevated days where we are really letting our, our soul's purpose shine through. So we're very excited to have you here today. We want to encourage you not only to join us for the main topic of, of this session, which today is carrying on with our topic of elite sleep and how to have elite sleep. And today we are going to talk about one of the six gateways that we've been discussing over the past few weeks. There was the uh, the eyes, the ears, the nose, and today we are tackling the mouth. Um, Mordecai is gonna explain how these gateways to our, our soul, kind of the bridge to the metaphysical is super important in taking your sleep to the next level. Not only do we want you to be here for that, but we would love it if you'd stay till the very end of the episode where we are going to talk about two things. The first is the language of dreams where Mordecai shares a sleep symbol of the week, which gives you an opportunity to understand how to better interpret your own dreams and possibly those of others around you. Also, we give you something to sleep on where Mordecai shares insights, uh, exercises, meditations, um, different types of uh, things that you can do practically every day to better your sleep and your dreams. So without further ado, Mordecai, I'm going to pass it on to you, Thank talking you. about the mouth. I love to talk, so this is probably going to be one of my <laughs> topics. <laughs> yeah. So... <clears throat> So it's interesting, the, the, the idea behind the mouth is we want to connect it to the elite sleep, right? Because the elite sleep are, is reserved or booked for those that are really excited and really want to inject the energy to get the cherry on the top, beyond, like there's beyond meat, beyond sleep, beyond <laughs> sleep and beyond dreams, really to achieve a level that not only you're sleeping good, which hopefully by now you're already using all those tools, amazing tools that we have provided for you. Uh, luckily enough, we have the merit to be part of your journey to better your sleep and dreams. And on top of the fact that we, wanna, we want you to have better dreams, we're talking about achieving a level of control. While uh, most of the people perceive, or the majority of the people perceive, that uh, it's not possible 
to control uh, the time when you're asleep, to control it, to be conscious. And we provide for you by nourishing those gates that we have spoken about and we will speak about, by nourishing those gates, we are achieving a high level of usage of those gates when we are asleep. So when we come to speak about the mouth, and as I said this before, I believe every single one of those gates is really unique in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not that one is better than the other. Everyone is unique in a in, in different way and shines its light in a different way. So the mouth represents in the head, according to Kabbalah, the level of malchut, the level of manifestation. And I remember so many times, whether it's reading from the Zohar, the main text of Kabbalah, and also getting it from my teachers, that uh, through the mouth, you can actually see where the consciousness of the person is. Because the mouth is a reflection of where the head of the person is. Right? I mean, many times we can see, let's say, in a conversation or uh, in a meeting or even in a speech that someone is giving and they say something that is really not connected to anything or something is out of context or and it feels immediately to one degree or another that something is off. Right. On the other hand, Many times when someone is very, let's say, charismatic, what does it mean that someone is charismatic? It shows that there is a great flow, a great connection between the consciousness and the manifestation, which is the mouth. So, so yes. Can I ask a question? Yes. So, you know, a lot of times we are thinking one thing in our minds and then we don't say it right? Let's say we're, we're feeling a certain way or even in the, even if it doesn't come out right, you know, that's not what I meant. I'm telling you, it's not what I meant. Right. You're trying afterwards for 30 minutes to fix what you said. Right. Or, or to say if somebody like, if maybe you're sad inside, but you know, you put on like somebody says, Hey, how are you today? And you go, Hey, I'm great. And you don't really feel it. What you're saying is, is if you're really listening, no matter what, you'll feel the tinge or you'll feel the, the hint that maybe something isn't as great because of how the words come out. It's right. Always, it's, it's no matter what, it's hard to hide. And, you know, sometimes we also, we come to a, a certain individual comes to a, a meeting, a conversation, a speech, and you know their intentions were so good. Like their heart is so much in the right place. But when it comes out, it just doesn't come out right. It's like asking someone for a date, but actually saying something completely different, <laughs> right? It's like, uh, but that's not really what I wanted to say. And it came out like this. Why is this happening? Yeah, right. I was going to ask, why is this happening? And which part is the real part? What comes out or what's inside? Right, right. I mean, you know, that's between the person and the force of creation, right? What's really inside. Uh, we don't want to judge anyone. But Kabbalistically, we're talking about uh, being able to improve the connection, right? We speak about the connection between body, mind, and the spirit. Here we're talking about the connection between consciousness and the mouth. And uh, there's not enough flow for that individual, even though, let's say, the, the intentions are good, and the way to strengthen it 
is to start to use in the mouth, whether it's what we say or what we eat and drink, right? Our food intake, which I'm not here going to say about anything about one diet or another or one nutritional plan or another. It's really about also being happy uh, with what you eat, enjoying the food, enjoying what you drink, enjoying, um, enjoying everything that you bring into your body. Even though maybe one thing or another will not really give, will not really logically, or people will say that it's not really healthy to, uh, to, to, have, to have that. If you're already having something that you know you love and you, and, uh, you enjoy it, but in the background it says like, you know, you hear this thing that it's not healthy or it's not nutritional. If you're having fun with it, if there's no guilt there, uh, you're having a great ride and it's going to have the effect. Unless it's a cyanide, you can really have a good time with it, right? Well, but I guess it, it's, I think what I'm hearing you say, there's a lot of stuff in what I'm hearing you say and I want to unpack it a little bit. First of all, I want to go back to the fact that, you know, this whole series is about nurturing these gates so that right. they so that they are working for us in the most positive way in exactly. our dreams. So when you're talking about the mouth, it's, it, it, there's two sides to nurturing it. One is to be cognizant, aware of what you're saying, because. And how you're saying things also, and how like how you're describing things, right? Right. Because, because what we say is spiritually manifesting. I mean, I would just quickly, I don't want to get too far off track, but I remember a long time ago hearing uh, a lecture by a Kabbalah teacher where they talked about the, the word abracadabra, which right. roots in Aramaic, which comes something along the lines of- I will create as I speak. As I speak, exactly. So that it's been long well known that what you say, you have to be careful about what you say- And how you say it. And how you say it. And the second thing is, is that, it, that, that nurturing your, your mouth, that gateway is also what you're putting into it. And the fact of the matter is, is that if what you're putting into it brings you joy and not guilt, then that's a good thing. Even if yeah. it's like, you know, even if it's ice cream and it might, you know, you might gain weight, but if you're really, really coming at it from like no guilt, you're not stress eating, you're not eating because somebody yelled at you or you're not using food as a tool to hurt yourself, then it's a positive thing. Yeah, like um, with my kids, <coughs> the other day we, we, we went out and um, I, was, uh, I, I ordered something to drink and um, one of my kids said, you know, that when I drink, it's always like I'm uh, tasting wine. <laughs> Everything, even if it's water. Like there's a different way of, uh, right, tasting wine. You don't just swallow it. There's like, uh, you really let it stay in your mouth. And I said, yes, probably because I was a wine taster in, the in one of my previous lifetimes. I really want to enjoy, even if it's water, I want to enjoy it in the maximum way. And really, the, even the ways of describing things, describing things. And, and going back also to the food, I remember my teacher, Ravberg, would chew on every piece, on every bite of food, like 30 times. 
and like taking the time it would take like a regular meal would take around 50 minutes hmm. why because the kabbalistically you also elevate sparks of light that are held uh, captured held in the food you help them elevate and as a result it elevates you uh, that's kabbalistically but energetically it's also very healthy to chew and you get to enjoy if it's great food I'm not talking about something that is not yummy for you, but if it's a great thing, if it's yummy, you you are receiving pleasure from it, you're enjoying, you're giving the force of creation pleasure because the force of creation has given it to you. So you're also sharing while you're receiving, right? And when, we, when it comes to describing things, let's say, for example, someone, I was waiting for someone to give me a very important piece of information. So I can say to you, Wendy, I haven't received it yet. What's going on? I haven't received it. What's going on? What's taking them so long? And by this, I'm giving more energy with my mouth right. to the fact that it's taking long. It's going to be longer, right? But if I'm saying, you know, I'm looking forward to receiving this important piece of information. I'm excited to receive it. With my mouth, I create a reality that I hasten the blessing coming to me. So it's also to pause before we think. Pause before we think. Pause before we speak. Also pause before we think. <laughs> well, listen, as a humble student of Kabbalah, I know that was one of the very early things that I learned many, many, many years ago was how to really, you know, not limit what my thoughts were or what I wanted yeah. by how I spoke about it. So even the small tricks of, you know, if I want to make a lot of money to say I, you know, but I want to have, let's say a goal, let's say I want to make a hundred dollars, right? To not say I want to just make a hundred dollars, but to say at least a hundred dollars, like the least amount I want, but I want, you know, that and more. And so that yeah. you're not stopping yourself at a certain point, you're leaving room for there to be more, right? And, um, and you know, it's also with how, uh, for those of us that have kids, uh, it's also how you conduct yourself, how you speak. Like, for example, Elisheva, my wife, continuously say to the kids, instead of saying, we don't say that, we don't speak about it, she says, um, uh, when, when one of the kids says something that is not okay to say, uh, we say, Elisheva says, and I repeat after my wife, um, <laughs> that we, we want to give energy only to what we want happening. And this is really the idea behind it, because you want to reach a level. Once you start to refine and you make your mouth like a laser beam. I remember even my, my teachers, Rav Enker and Berg, they were not just like, you know, I can come and speak to you and I can tell you the situation like for five minutes. My teachers, one word, one sentence. And it's enough because it, it is used as a laser beam. Even the Kabbalists say that our words are limited. Each and every one of us come to this world with a quarter of words that we can use. Uh, so when you start to use it more and more in a, in a very delicate way, in a very precise way, in a very conscious way, when you go to sleep, then you reach a level, not only during the day, but even during the night, that the Kabbalists talk about it, it's called Tigzar Omer Ve'yakem Lach. 
you decree and the force of creation will manifest. When you go to sleep and your soul goes higher, it uses your energy of the spiritual speech, the spiritual ability to talk, to request something when it's in the realm of dreams, to, um, to demand something, to declare something, to decree something, to remove uh, something that uh, energy that wasn't serving us, wasn't serving someone else. So the more you are paying attention to what you're saying, to how you're saying, to when you're saying, and also to what you eat, how you eat, what energy you give to your food, how do you perceive the food and drinks that you have, then you become spiritually wealthy when it comes to that gate. So uh, there are a couple of things I want to ask. First is, I have met people, spiritual people, who, and I'm sure this is kind of where you know, the idea of monks who don't speak, right? But I've right. actually known people who, right. who like literally don't say anything except what is absolutely necessary. And without judgment, is that felt almost extreme because words are a way to communicate, words are a way to manifest, words are, you know, it's a way to express love and express good things as well. So is there value in really like not speaking a lot? Beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to be such very a beautiful sad if there because I love to speak. <laughs> yeah, it's such a beautiful question. And I would love to share also that usually we prepare before our, um, our sessions, our uh, episodes. And this time um, um, we felt that uh, maybe we shouldn't. And let's see how, how it goes. So the preparation was almost none. So um, so for your question, Wendy, which is, uh, it's a really beautiful question. The Kabbalists in the past gave uh, different people who wanted to achieve a high level of elevation. It's called Ta'anichtika, like fasting of the mouth, fasting of the speech. And um, it could be like from dawn to sunrise or um, the Kabbalists say also if you want to receive a revelation of the great Elijah, Elijah, Elijah the prophet, you want to uh, declare on yourself 40 days of not speaking to receive like such a level of um, such a level of um, elevation. Having said that, the Kabbalists say one of the Kabbalists, the Khatam Sofer says there are two ways to manifest energy, to uh, reveal energy. He is connecting it to food, but we also connect it, obviously, to speech. So one is the way of Abraham, Abraham the patriarch. Abraham was using all of his energy of speech and also food intake or any desire to receive for the sake of sharing, for benefiting others, for enlightening others. And there's the way of King David. King David was uh, uh, um, declaring on himself a lot of fasting, maybe even also fasting of uh, the speech um, for the sake of uh, uh, achieving control over the desire uh, uh, to receive for the self alone. But what we know today in our days which you can do it here and there and you can benefit from it. 
we know today that there's only one way. And that's the way of Abraham. Because when you speak in a way that is revealing light, revealing positive energy, that is the reason why the force of creation created us with the mouth. When you're using your mouth in the proper way, you're giving pleasure to the force of creation that is giving you that mouth. I was thinking about it actually um, um, yesterday. Um, every time my kids ask me for money, right? Whether it's like summer camp or they're going out with the... Uh, they have a play date and they, uh, you know, even if it's like really few dollars, it's not really. And, and how they approach and how they ask and such a pleasure. It gives me such a pleasure, even though it's not a lot of money to give them that uh, dollar bill, that $5 bill. It gives me such a pleasure. Imagine how much pleasure it gives the force of creation when we are using what we're receiving for uh, in a way that really reveals light. So even the fasting of the speech is only a tool to tame the speech. So later on, you will be using it um, in, the, in the most positive way. It's not a, a goal by itself. It's, the mouth was not created so you will be fasting all your life or you will be uh, uh, not speaking all your life. I, I'm glad you said that. I, I really wanted to clarify it because I know sometimes people take, can take what's said and go, okay, then if I, you know, like the old saying goes, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything <laughs> at all. Yeah. But sometimes people take that so to heart that they forget that it, that it's, it's there to be used, right? It's there yeah. to be, you know, in the most positive way. Yes. You shouldn't say something mean. I get it. But but still to stop talking or to just think that, you know, you have to limit what you're saying because you're afraid of running out of your words, quota, word, quota of words or, or something like that. I've just seen it happen. Interesting. Right. I was so curious about it. Um, it's the like other, in the words of Aerosmith or Steve Taylor, right? Like uh, talk is cheap, shut up and dance, right? <laughs> uh, you can still dance, but you can talk in a way that doesn't make it cheap. Right. It really makes it rich, makes it wealthy. Got it. And then I just, again, want to clarify. So what you're saying about how it impacts our, our dreams um, and our sleep is that in that movie production that is our dream, right, which we've talked about in several different episodes, how if we are protecting and nurturing the gateway of our mouth, then the script of our dreams becomes more powerful. Is that what you're saying? The words right. that maybe are said by others in a dream, not just us, but the, but the words in the dream have more power. Right, and you also receive words. You receive a speech from someone else that is very simple, of course, simple, direct, to the point, very short, very meaningful to the degree that you are nourishing uh, nourishing uh, this energy. And of course, this is something which we'll talk about also in the Summit to Sleep On, but of course, this is for us a reality that we can really reach this beautiful level, not only that we 
um, we also say that the soul is saying, what does it want? What does it want to achieve? Even if the dream doesn't go necessarily in the right direction, so-called, that you want to get, uh, you know, like a director, the director would say, cut, 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 you know, this is not, uh, <laughs> right? The soul can say, okay, we're changing now the direction of the dreams. And if right. you're fully, you're becoming more and more aware, you can reach a level that in your dream, you 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 find yourself saying, okay, let's now change. I'm giving now an instruction to change that uh, dream, to change I, the course of that dream. I think this is so powerful. I, I'm just sitting here thinking about, even in my own life, I've been told in the past that sometimes when I give feedback, right, I start with the negative. And mm. instead of coming out with the positive first, and it was really good feedback for me because I wasn't even aware of the fact that that's what I was doing, right? I was just like, oh, I'm giving feedback. Okay, there's a problem here, a problem there. And it, it, it really impacted me because the person said, like, you shut people down just by your words, not that you're meaning to, what you're saying is true, right? So it's very interesting because what you're talking about is pushing us to be present. Because if you're really aware of what your words are, you have to be present and, and you have to be listening to yourself as you're speaking. So right. it's kind of like proactive speaking. And yeah. And you <laughs> in, mentioned, in by the way, you mentioned, you mentioned about the, the fasting of the speech. Think about it. Every night when we go to sleep, we're fasting in terms of speech. We also fasting in terms of food mm -hmm. uh, because you're not eating while you're, uh, while you're asleep. Unless you're having a dream. <laughs> right, right. There are people, by the way, there are people that they do speak while they are sleeping. Mm -hmm. And that shows that the gate needs to achieve, this specific gate needs to achieve more control mm. during the day. No? I, that's why my son's teachers are always telling me he talks too much in class. <laughs> he talks in his sleep. You now see, <laughs> but it's connected, it's linked, you know, for some people that are concerned about it, it's just an indication to show the individual that uh, A, they can probably not in the near future work in the Mossad or the CIA, <laughs> uh, because they might come up with some secrets, and B, that they just need to learn how to control uh, uh, the, their speech. Listen, I, I had a roommate, uh, many years ago that would sleep with his eyes open. So if you think the gate of mouth that someone is speaking while they're asleep is, is a really a real challenge, you know, for someone to sleep with their eyes open, first of all, it's, it, for me, it's, uh, it was very uh, hard. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't want to say this, <laughs> but it was very hard to go to sleep after him, you know, so... Um, but, but it's really, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world, but it is an indication. It is an indication that a, a person needs to achieve a greater control over that uh, gate. Okay, and I just want to make one last comment or question before we yes. move on. We've talked about this in the other um, episodes of this series, but it's, I think, worth a reminder that, look, we've all, I don't think there's anybody who is righteous enough that I know of, including myself, that hasn't said something in anger or said something out of 
sure. fear or where we've hurt somebody's feelings. And, you know, it can, I'm confirming with you that doing that doesn't like send a ripple effect that is so awful that you can't recover from, right? Like, it doesn't mean that you're never going to have a dream that has that you're not going to be able to elevate at all, correct? No, no, obviously that's not the case. From the point of view of the force of the creation, there is nothing bad, really. There is nothing bad. It's only our perception that we perceive something as negative or not. But from the point of view of the force of creation, there is nothing that is really negative. You know, we give it energy uh, that it's negative. If we perceive it that it's negative, we give it energy as a, a negative thing. But in the reality, the, in the bigger picture, there is nothing that is really negative. Even if it's something that was said, even the Zohar, the main text of Kabbalah, talks about um, evil speech, like gossiping, right? Which is obviously not, to say the least, not the best use of, of this gate. Like the Zohar says in different times that it's a... Uh, for something like this, it's impossible mm. to uh, convert that energy to positivity. So what are you going to do? Uh, the, you know, you're going to give up, raise the white flag and that's it? No. Sometimes the Kabbalists would say something like this or would write something like this to give you a push, almost like reverse psychology, right? Oh, I cannot do it. That means that if I decide that I am going to do it, it's going to really make it happen. And sometimes uh, the Kabbalists say something that it's impossible to do, so you can make the impossible possible, and as a result, believe in a greater way in yourself. So there's nothing really negative. It doesn't mean that a person should do something or say something negative, right. because they said there's nothing really negative, so I can, I can speak and I can curse and I can say, I can use like a really terrible language. I can lie, which is also a form of use of the mouth and not in the best way. Uh, you know, nothing is negative. No, because if you're already conscious, you know already. Right. And you say it anyways, uh, that doesn't count as, uh, you know, like, I didn't know, so. so. So just to be aware, so don't do it intentionally because it's not truly negative yeah but. like a, a person would not go to the roof and say well there's no gravity it's only right. in my perception let right. me just uh, right. jump and i'll grow wings or something good will happen right you know uh, obviously right. there is a, a speck of perception that that's not going to happen right right so it's better not to do that right okay so again to just be aware to be present and to remember that by nurturing this gate, powerful words can come to you in your dreams and, yes. and meaningful messages, even more so than before, and that you gain control to have more of those types of dreams when you are aware and are nurturing the gateway of the mouth. And you can use your mouth during the day to declare how you want things to happen, how the reality you want to have. You can, you can bless other people you can bring more blessings to yourself using your mouth. And uh, when you go to sleep, you do the same, but in the soul level. Amazing. 
All right. Thank you, Mordecai. I am, as always, fascinated um, how how we, I think I know what we're going to talk about, and then it goes in a completely different <laughs> way, and it's amazing. So thank you. Let's talk the language of, green, of dreams and the dream symbol of the week. And the language, language of greens, right? Language of dreams, right? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. See, my mouth is all tongue-tied yeah. now. <laughs> and, you know, it also reminds me, before we go to the language of dreams, it reminds me that uh, I remember very clear, very clearly when my teacher, Rav Berg, would say about, you know, you're picking up the phone, you're calling someone, and you don't know even how to say it, what to say, and you're ending up, like, um, finishing the call after 30 minutes. And like you're saying to yourself, like, who, who was talking? That was so magical, mm-hmm. right? Where is this coming from? That's a streaming of consciousness between uh, 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 the beautiful connection between the consciousness, the force of creation, and, um, and the physical reality, which is manifested uh, through the mouth. So when it comes to... Um, when it comes to the symbol of this week, we chose, surprisingly, <laughs> or not, the mouth. And there are many uh, aspects uh, to the energy of uh, mouth, but uh, usually it represents the energy of manifestation. Uh, if someone is saying something, if you see a mouth that is open in a dream, it shows that there is an opening, right? There's an opening for manifestation. There's a, an opening for new ideas, opening for new pathways. If the mouth is closed, it's, uh, the, it can be the lack of the ability to uh, communicate, uh, to speak up, and to share even new ideas that you have. Uh, the, the opening to a manifestation. Like this person has great potential, but if the mouth is closed in the dream, they're lacking manifestation. Um, I've had many, many times people that had dreams about not being able to speak, mm-hmm. not being able to, like their mouth is opening, but they're not, they, they want to scream, but there's no one is hearing them. And it's also related to the idea that there is lack of manifestation. The, there needs to be a greater desire to communicate what you feel, what you think, that your voice is important, that your voice um, is uh, being heard. So it's a lot about communication and a lot about manifestations. So you mentioned like being, feeling that desire to speak and not being able to or scream. Is there a difference between if the, the desire is to scream or if the desire is just to talk? Because for me, I, I associate that I've had that kind of dream where I couldn't scream, but it felt like it was a more kind of nightmarish scenario. So, so think about it this way. If it's not a nightmare, right? Mm-hmm. A scream would usually be something that is more uh, intense, okay. more urgent, right? <clears throat> like if you need something to happen now, you would probably raise your voice right? Uh, if it's needed, if it would get the other person's attention. If you're not in a rush and you're going with the flow, you don't have to scream and raise your voice for the other person to, to hear you, uh, for, for the example, right? Okay. So in a similar way, 
when it's a scream and it's not being able to be heard, it's related to that it's more urgent, it's more intense, it's more important for your soul to communicate uh, that part. Um, which, by the way, is people that were, went through abuse uh, in their past and uh, went through a traumatic experience, they have many times these kind of dreams, many times also repeating, because uh, there is still some level of uh, transformation that is there to take place, waiting to take place for the individual to uh, complete that part of the journey. And um, they will see it by having a dream that, is, uh, that they were able to speak. And also when we speak about, let's say, food, the individual will be able to, uh, let's say if they dream about food, that's like receiving manifestation because you're bringing it in to your mouth. Now, here it depends, right? You felt good about the food that you're eating. You didn't feel good. Maybe someone has a fear of success. So they ate the food, but they didn't feel it's right. Or they were afraid that something would happen to them if they would eat this. That's like the fear of receiving or um, guilt in receiving, right? But if someone is having food and they're really enjoying it, that's like great manifestation coming up. If they uh, receiving a small portion of food than what they thought, it's a lower manifestation of what they thought that would come. If they are being fed like, wow, like crazy amounts of food, that's like crazy level of receiving. And just the, the cover is talking about this, the creator, the force of creation is saying, just uh, widen your mouth and I will fill it up with blessings. You wow. make sure you widen your mouth. You know, sometimes you go to a meal Let's say if uh, Elisheva is cooking, right? You go to a meal and you say like, oh my God, I wish I could eat more of yeah. this, yeah. right? So that's in, in the dream, the, 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 the food is about receiving, right? If it enters the mouth. Awesome. Yeah. So widen your mouth. <laughs> widen your mouth and I will fill it up. The exactly. Creator, the All right. And something to sleep on? So um, here you have two aspects. One is in the giving, meaning like nourishing your gate in the mouth of how you speak, how do you describe things in a positive way throughout the day. You can also say before you're going to sleep, you know, I uh, desire, you're literally saying it, I desire for my sleep to be rejuvenating, fulfilling, to have the best dreams possible that will guide my soul, my consciousness, to reveal the light of the force of creation in the greatest way. And then you hit the pillow so you can use your words to create your reality and experience it. And uh, for those of us that need to speak because we're not speaking enough, speak up. For those of us that speak a lot, you might want to balance it and use it for the sake of sharing. Keep on talking, just use it more and more for the sake of sharing. And uh, when it comes to food, uh, obviously we're not giving you any diet here. Um, but we can say that you can, you want to inv invite the energy of um, injecting positive energy. Like for example, I'm, a, I'm about to drink the celery juice. You can even talk to the celery juice, <laughs> right? You can say, I'm about to drink you and we're going to have a good time together. And this is going to be great. 
And when you also, when, you, when you're drinking something or eating something, just inject the positive energy that whether it's nutritious or not, full with sugar or not, we're not here to say to anyone how you should eat, uh, but at least have fun, enjoy uh, the journey, enjoy the process of receiving, because by enjoying, you're giving, uh, you're sharing with the force of creation uh, the joy of you eating because the force of creation is the one that gave you the food. All right, so no guilt and cheers. <laughs> okay, Mordecai, thank you so much again for a very insightful episode. For those of you who want to remember what the Something to Sleep on is and the language of dreams. And if you want to check out any of our previous episodes, you can find all of that on our social media platforms, on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube. We encourage you to go there and subscribe. Also, we know that when we share this information with you and your sleep is better, our sleep and dreams are better. So we encourage you also to share with your friends and family so that their sleep and dreams can be elevated. And I guarantee you, your sleep will be 100% better. I personally can attest to this. I've experienced it myself. This is no joke, friends. So we really encourage you to um, share. If you are interested in a dream interpretation with Mordecai, you can reach out to him at dreams at kabbalah.com. And for information on a one-on-one -on -one session with Mordecai to help you if there's any areas of sleep that you would like to improve, you can reach him at artofspiritualsleep at kabbalah.com. All of our, sorry, all of our social media platforms are Art of Spiritual Sleep if you want to reach us there. And if you have any questions, please feel free to leave them in the comment sections on those platforms. We do check them during the week and we try and get you answers as soon as we can. We thank you so much for joining us again today. We look forward to seeing you all um, next week. And Mordecai, thanks so much. Thank you and everyone share with your mouth, share this episode. <laughs> if you write on the social media, you share, you repost, you're actually sharing with your mouth. It's just through the... Um, through the fingers. <laughs> through the fingers, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Thank you. Sleep Have a good well. night. Good night.